Hey, we're here. Um, my name is Dr. Charnel Wolverton Sihon. I'm here with Craig Walker, and we are super excited to host today's panel um, regarding sound healing. And uh, we have some expertise over here as well as uh, Craig is a musician. Um, I've been doing music off and on for years and not as much lately, but we're we're still big believers. I'm still big believers on frequency and sound and how it works with the body. And um, we just thought this would be a fun topic. So super excited to have you guys. And I don't know who that is, but <laughs> awesome to have you guys here. And Craig, you got anything to say? No, I'm just really excited as well. Obviously, this is very much my territory. I love this kind of conversation. Um, you know, it's... Um, I've met Steve uh, before. We've we've done a round table, I think, before with the Kingdom Talks. Um, can I pronounce? How do you pronounce your name? Is it Cecily? Cecily? Yes, Cecily. Yeah, uh, it's great to meet you. I've not met you before, so I'm really looking forward to hear what you've got to say. So, why don't you start Thank with you. introducing yourselves? Please, Steve. <laughs> Good morning. Hi. Well, I'm, my name's Steve Hampton, and I live in Everett, Washington, just north of uh, Seattle by about 30 minutes. I uh, own a company called Steve Hampton Sound Healing. I'm sitting in my studio here with my lava lamps. You have, have to have lava lamps when you have hair like this. I, 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 read, I read that somewhere. Maybe Charnel told me that years ago. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I've known Charnel for a number of years. We've been friends, and and I've enjoyed uh, uh, working with her, uh, getting her advice on essential oils. Uh, right from the top, I'm going to say I just recently ordered another case of the uh, cards that she created. Um, and uh, Chanel, thank you again for uh, those case prices because that's so helpful for me um, to use those also as gifts for some of my better clients. Oh. So I have gifted three of those boxes this week to some of my best clients. And you would think I had given them, you know, a gold bar worth millions of dollars. It's just been so powerful in their lives. And one of them has actually gone through each day and used them uh, just sort of as pulling a card, you know, pick a card, any card. And uh, it's been really next level. So I encourage those of you that are watching, if you don't know about these cards, make sure that you reach out to Charnel, she'll give you the contact information for that. Um, I carry them now uh, in my um, uh, studio here. My clients can can purchase those if they want to, but just one of the better resources and can't wait for the next set to come out, but this one is so complete and thorough. Um, and so I'm involved doing uh, vibrational sound therapy. I put people on the table that's in front of me. I actually have my computer sitting on my massage table and I take the bronze bowls uh, that I have behind me um, and I put those on their bodies directly. And then I will ring that with a mallet uh, and it's about an hour long procedure. Um, mm -hmm. And when I do that, they experience profound relaxation and rest. And so I've been involved in sound healing for many, many years. And um, the, this has given me a modality that I can really focus frequencies and concentrate some of the vibrations directly into the body. And we've seen, uh, we're, we're approaching about 1800 clients that we've seen since September of 2019. Uh, phenomenal testimonies. 
Um, I know that we're uh, restricted to what all we can say here in the United States, but uh, I'll just simply say the client testimonies of results are just spectacular. And uh, so anyway, I'm glad to be here today, Sharnell. Thank you for the invitation. Craig, good to see you again. And Cecily, I can't wait to hear more about you. Oh, awesome. Yes, well, I pulled a card for us today for everybody watching, speaking of. And I'm glad that you're using the cards. We got satellite here today. Oh, yes. And this one is, I'm reading the back here. Basically, it gives you what it does. Um, satellite is an amazing stone for both mental and emotional clarity. It brings inner calming and supports self-worth and value. This crystal is great in facilitating thoughts with ease, filtering out excess negative chatter, gives uh, order to the mind. That's important. Mm -hmm. Gets tasks at hand accomplished with ease. It's also great for metabolism and the lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. um, so it says the decree is I am clarity and I am ease in my mind now. I have the mind of Christ and the companion oils are grapefruit, great for the lymph system, peppermint, rosemary, also good for the lymph system and neroli. So yeah, anyone who needs that, we'll just send it. And all right, Cecily, you're up. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. This is really fun. Um, yeah, so I've been working with sound uh, in different capacities probably my whole life growing up in classical music. Um, and these days, the center of my work is voice therapy and voice healing. Uh, I specialize in trauma. Um, I started a nonprofit in 2014 here in Southern Oregon um, that we work with survivors of sexual violence and assault. And um, I think that really kind of started me on my path to wanting to find something that helped cellular trauma and moving cellular trauma out of the body. Um, and so I began exploring different modalities and I had been singing my whole life. Um, and so it just felt like a really natural place to land um, using sound for healing and uh, outside of story and narrative around trauma and trauma events, which was really interesting to me. So yeah, I, I have found myself doing this work that I, I just can't believe I get to do. Uh, I love it so much. And what I've found is that trauma patterns, cellular trauma patterns specifically, uh, can actually be found and detected in the way people speak and the way people breathe and speak or hold their breath and speak. Um, and it's, it's not something I ever would have looked for. It really just happened organically through doing voice work and voice reclamation and voice empowerment work with survivors. Uh, so yeah, it's like, it's endlessly fascinating to me to see trauma patterns reveal themselves in the way people speak and the way people breathe. And then those two and their relationship. Um, so yeah, I could, I could talk all day about it. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really in awe of, of what I've kind of discovered in working uh, with people and survivors specifically. Well, and I've been friends with Steve forever and he explained that. And I've, I've actually 
been there when he has done either lives or in real life when he puts the bowl on a person and to see the exchange. But with you, Cecily, you, you and I, we were talking and we're more recent getting to know each other still, but I thought it was really important to bring you on because what you're doing is you're actually using your, your voice and putting it right on people's bodies and basically singing or making certain noises um, to the body, just like the bowl would be on a person. You're using your mouth and your sound of you um, on a body part, correct? Can you go into a little bit? Yep. um, Yeah, I've been, so one of my areas of focus has been cancer and it's just been people asking for sound. Also end of life. I studied in Nepal and brought a set of chakra bowls back with me, the metal bowls. Um, so I'd been using those and um, it was wild. I was in a session with a uh, stage four cancer patient and he had um, tumors in his abdomen that were pressing up, you could see. Um, and I was working with the bowls and the energy and working with him and I, um, felt like out of nowhere, I felt this directive to actually uh, use my voice for the tumor. And I'm trained in opera a long time ago, Um, but it's there. And I use it when I'm, you know, when I feel guided to use that part of my voice in a session. But this, this was a first because the directive that came in very clearly was to actually put my mouth on the tumor and sing opera notes. And and what I was told in that moment was if an opera singer can shatter glass, what what could that kind of vibration and oscillation and pitch, um, what, what could the impact be on a tumor? And it was like, you know, it was posed to me as a question. um, And then it was kind of like, well, why don't you find out? <laughs> so I did, you know, I was like, right. Part of the work is as a practitioner is following, right. And like becoming still enough that we can hear the directive and hear the guidance. Um, yeah. And, and it, he had immediate, I mean, it had an immediate effect and I've continued to use that when again, when I'm guided to, um, and, and there is immediate effect, you know? Uh, so even the, the skeptic in me about sound healing, which, which I, which lives in me, um, you know, it's like what I saw, what I felt and what was reported to me was, you know, uh, irrefutable. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, stuff like this really fascinates me because I've grown up in a musical family. Uh, you know, music has always been a huge part of our home life. And mm. obviously I've carried on that on as I've, I've grown older. I mean, you know, it was always sort of rock music or not just rock music, you know, all different styles and things. But it's always um, always affected me very, very deeply. And, mm. and um, discovering, sort of doing my own sort of research and discovering sort of the effect that music has on our energy system, our bodies, um, and and the the potential for healing, but also the potential for harm as well, is, mm-hmm. is very real. Um, what would you guys say about um, sort of the discovery of 
uh, tuning sig- specific frequencies for specific uses? Do, do you have you experimented with that sort of thing? Like, do you have any sort of tips or, you know, any sort of specific frequency that works best for you? Steve, please. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll jump in, uh, but before I do, uh, Craig, I wanted to mention to Cecily. I, I'm assuming you are familiar with the book, The Healing Power of Sound, by Dr. Mitchell Gaynor. Yes. And of course, he discovered not only that singing bowls were effective in releasing that cellular trauma and dealing with cancer and all that, but also his his own voice and his clients' voices. And yeah. he, before he passed, he was able to bring that out. And so that's mm. uh, something I'm really excited. And and you're not that far away from me. I'm up in. in I uh, know that's so fun. Yeah. That's another fun. reason why I got you guys together. Because, and yeah. I was trying to get other lady out of montana because i thought you guys could like collab a little bit but what's the name of the book tell me the name of the book Uh, again the the healing power of sound by dr mitchell r gainer g-a-y-n-o-r it's it's one to have in the in your library and i think uh, charnel for you it's going to stimulate uh a lot of really cool things because this guy started this grassroots his his client odsal who was a, a basically a monk came in for cancer treatment. I think it was cancer treatment. And um, they got to talking about different things. And so he brought one of his singing bowls in and showed Dr. Gaynor how he re- how he relaxed and how he de-stressed. And that started him on that journey. And it's a fascinating story. But he goes in and talks about some of the studies that are being done with vibrational therapy. And this ties back into Craig's question. The, for instance, there is a, a woman's study that's been done in Europe, that's been an ongoing study for I I want to say the last fifteen plus years uh, with over eighteen hundred women with uterine cancer, and they were able to take fiber optic cameras and go in directly to the womb itself, zero in on a cluster of cancer cells, including healthy cells next to it, and they were able to uh, bombard those then with the singing bowls. Uh, they were using specifically some of the crystal singing bowls uh, that I, uh, as you know, uh, uh, that I deal with that are made here in the United States. And so I'm, I'm you know, I, I often will provide these uh, and do consultation with people to buy their own singing bowls because this study alone validates that. So after 20 to 30 minutes across the board, what they were finding uh, and these are either nurses or trained sound therapists that are working at these various clinics where they're doing this study. Those 1,800 plus women, within 20 to 30 minutes, the nucleus of the the cancer cell and not the good cells would die spontaneously. It's apoptosis. Some people pronounce it apoptosis, but it, I think the the second P is is uh, silent. The apoptosis, the spontaneous cell death, would take place the cell would implode on itself and they have this on video. It's spectacular. I haven't been able to find it on video yet, but that uh, Dr. Gaynor turned me on to that. And the other thing I'll mention, Craig, is that um, specific frequencies, again, in the bowl and the bowls themselves, like these bowls have a single tone, but there's overtones and undertones that you can hear. And then there's overtones and undertones that we cannot hear within the, the realm of our um, human hearing. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're nevertheless in the sound spectrum there. Those things that are being used in three 
allopathic traditional hospitals on the east coast of the United States to be used after post-surgery on heart conditions. So when people go in and have an aortic valve replacement, they have open heart surgery, they go in to do something that's major that would result in them needing to stay in the hospital several days to make sure bleeding doesn't happen. They now put you in a recovery room with a nurse or a sound practitioner. They play these bowls and the crystal bowls over their body for 20 to 30 minutes, and it results in almost instantaneous coagulation. The bleeding stops, and most of them are going home same day. Wow. Those are two examples of hundreds that are out there going on. Now, as to me targeting, Don Potter is the one that turned me on to it. He's a Christian worship leader there in the Nashville area. Um, I love Don Potter. You know Don? Love Don Potter. Yeah. Yeah, San Christine. Love, yeah. love. Yeah, I, I so miss her. It's, uh, it's just incredible to see uh, the legacy that she's left for all of us in terms mm. of entering into worship and giving yourself physically fully to worship. But Don and I were talking backstage uh, over in Tri-Cities, Washington, a few years back. And he goes, Steve, you wouldn't believe what's going on. He goes, I'm I'm taking my instruments for my band and I'm secretly tuning them all to 432. I said, You're kidding me. He goes, no, it's really cool. He goes, they have no idea. You know, that I got one guy with perfect pitch and he, he kind of scrunches his face up a little bit every once in a while. But he goes, overall, uh, what's happening is we we did this and we saw about seven people spontaneously healed during the worship time with nobody laying hands on them or even mm -hmm. declaring healing. They just got healed and reported that during the testimony time. And then he goes, so the next week I tuned them all up to 444 without anybody knowing about it. And he goes, I was able to go in digitally on the keyboard and, and tune that up. And, and so he said, same thing. We had about eight different spontaneous healings. And I thought, mm -hmm. that's really cool. He goes, now there's a bunch of stuff out on the internet about Hitler and the Rockefellers. And he goes, as far as I know, none of that's true. And I've researched that and found out he's absolutely correct. It's not true. Really? None of, yeah, none of those things ever happened. Historically, that's not why this is important. Um, but there is some importance to it. So, uh, but all of that stuff, uh, you know, and I, I've done shows on that before where I've debunked some of that and then brought the real. There's a, there's a truth to this that Craig's hit on. And that is that, all frequencies matter, not just a, a few specific niched ones. And if you understand the physics of sound, the way I do as a sound engineer, you you understand that the, the, it's constantly oscillating. It's constantly moving. It's a wave. It's not a static frequency. And so what, what I did with my circle of worship group is I secretly tuned all there is to <laughs> And we had seven people get healed that night. It was crazy. The next week, I turned them turned up to 444. We had eight people, just the same results that Don got. I was just incredible. And this is a small group of people, about 30 people. But we had these spontaneous healings take place. But I took it a step further. I went back the third week to four, four, uh, A440. Craig, we got nine people healed that night. Wow. And I'm thinking, okay, so all the stuff about it being a bad frequency and compressed and like there's no, there's none of that that's true scientifically. There's none of that that's true with physics. And so I question the science, right? Which is an important thing to do because that is science. Yep. Is questioning things. I question the science. I put it to the test, and I found that no matter what key I was in, I saw effects. Now here's why I think that's important. 
two reasons. One, any change we make, and Charnel, you know this in your practice, any change we make is going to result in a shift in our bodies because our bodies respond to those dynamic shifts and changes. And that's the alchemy of sound. That's the alchemy of frequencies and vibration. Mm -hmm. So when we introduce a dynamic change of some sort, that's why tapping works. That's why all these different therapies work. That's why the, the frequencies that come off the cards that you created actually work because they they shift the consciousness, they shift the body, and as Cecily has found out, they shift the cellular framework and responsiveness to that. That's the first reason. The second reason frequencies matter is because of the principle in in uh, the Bible that talks about the voice of many waters. And this, this becomes controversial for a lot of Christians because they get freaked out by this. But one of the most effective, uh, and Craig, I'm expecting a good Christmas present this year with what I'm about to say. <laughs> the, the One of the most effective forms of music is the heavy metal music. Amen, brother. I, <laughs> because if you took a spectrum analyzer and you look, again, I'm a, I'm a sound engineer. If you look at all of the fluttering that goes on, instead of like with Mozart, there's some specific peaks and valleys mm -hmm. and certain kinds of music. There's going to be certain, it, like if we recorded Cecily's voice or put it through a spectrum analyzer, it's going to peak on all the notes that she's hitting, but it's not going to flutter constantly. So she's targeting like a laser, whereas mm -hmm. the voice of many waters targets like a shotgun and heavy metal music has all the deep lows from the bass and from the uh, drums and the kick drums, especially. Mm -hmm. And then it's got all the highs that are including the voice of the guys that are going, Wah! you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and they have everything in between. So whenever you can find that, it's the same qualitative effect as waterfalls because the waterfall produces the yes. same thing. Yeah. But all of the frequencies matter, not just some, but it doesn't mean that you can't target and niche things. And yeah. my whole thing with people is don't build your marketing around internet rumors that are not true build your marketing around science and truth mm. and, and then go with the heart and experiment and have fun yeah yeah mm. superb love that <laughs> well i didn't know that about it being a myth i know when we did our other show with karen brett and truth seeker and some others that she i think she brought up that 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 you know how can you have like a bad sound necessarily but can there be a bad, bad sound then or can anything be um i guess taken back or what is your thoughts on that anybody? Uh, if i may I just, <clears throat> from my experience i mean i think intention is is vitally important behind the music mm -hmm. you know the intention of the musician i mean you know as a musician what you put out is coming from within you, you know? Um, so if someone's in a negative place, that's what they're going to be putting out um, from my experience. Well said. So I guess that, that, that would probably hold more um, impact than, than the frequency. But I think maybe Cecily, if you, if you could comment on this, you know, when, when you've used your voice to target sort of certain uh, areas sort of, how did you know to do that? Was it just trial and error, or or was it was it you knew what you were doing? Like you, you could target certain things. Yep, great question. Um, 
I think it was for me, I think it was trial and error and I think it was really intuitive and it still is really intuitive for me. And I found um, that for me, like it's almost like I use myself as the tuning fork. Um, And it's like, you know, sometimes I'll actually hear a sequence of tones to sing um, or, or sort of like the next tone and the next vowel. Um, and I usually can tell if it feels right in my body, like to sing that note, to sing that vowel, to sing that tone, um, you know, how long to sustain it. Uh, and so it's interesting because, you know, I, people give me books on sound healing all the time um, and, and reference great videos and documentaries and articles and different things. And I, I actually, for me, I find that the almost the less I do of that, um, it keeps me kind of out of my linear mind with it. And I was like, I was raised by three attorneys in the middle of Washington, DC. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know, I was raised to, to, to be that skeptic. And, um, you know, at the time was definitely sort of the black sheep stepping out. Um, And, uh, and, you know, like looking back, I'm like, my God, music saved my life, you know, growing up and in adolescence and through my own trauma and stuff. Um, and so just, you know, to find myself doing this work again, it's just like, it's such a trip. Like it's so wild. Um, but yeah, so, so it's really interesting for me cause I ha- I have to sort of like keep my space kind of clear of a lot of mental story or threads or um, yes. structures um, in terms of the work, because I find that the, the less I have going on um, in terms of analysis, the just the easier it is for me to be in the field with a client and uh, yeah, to use myself um, and my body and what, what tone feels good for me. Um, and, and it, it usually works. Um, and so, you know, I, Steve, it's so fun to, to listen to you um, because of all the research you've done. And, um, you know, I just, I, I love it. It's, it's different than, than where I live with it. And I, but I'm like, I'm equally fascinated by um, your approach and being a sound engineer and all, you know, just the, those levels of it, I just find really interesting. It's great to hear from you. Well, you know, it started again with more along your lines. It started experimentally with me just trying mm-hmm. different things and noticing yeah. effect, and then going, well, I wonder why that's true. And then I go Google it. And right. I, I like to go beyond Google and I go into read studies in PubMed and Google Docs and things like that. I, I think often we and I this is one of my little hobby horses uh, and I won't write it for very long, but we, we often call Googling research. Um, right. I call it reading. <laughs> there's a there's a thing that we do with our eyes that track linearly and i and i call that reading but if you really want to research something you need to go read the studies and even if they go over your head as they often do me you read the abstract at the beginning you read the summary at the end you try to glean what you can in the middle and uh, so that's what ended up happening when i went and researched this whole issue of frequency and separating truth from error because again we know that you 
when you know or gnosko, when you interact with and engage with the truth, the truth will set you free. That equation doesn't work with a lie or an untruth. The, the untruth of some of these frequency myths will not set you free, no matter how much you believe in it. But again, Craig, I think it's, it's so vitally important. Intention is a huge, huge issue. Mm-hmm. And Charnel uh, and I have talked a lot about that over the years, that when we set our intentions, whether it's using an essential oil or whether it's using a crystal or whether it's using music, uh, what, you know, th- there's an entrainment uh, process that I have about seven women. I have my own little micro study going on. Seven women are listening to my frequency um, recordings that I did. They're sound bath recordings uh, that are available to download off my website. And so they have done that and they all have autoimmune conditions. So we've got lupus, we've got fibromyalgia, myofascial pain syndrome, we've got um, uh, Hashimoto's. Um, so, and, and so those seven women are all involved in this and they decided that what they were going to do and they're keeping track with each other and occasionally report to me, they're listening to that music that I've created overnight all throughout the evening on a low volume. It's releasing, it was recorded with really, I, I had two $10,000 microphones that we used to record that. So we really captured the richness mm-hmm. of those frequencies. And I had a Grammy award-winning engineer that did, did the recording and then the, the mix on them. And we've got five more coming. They've, they've already been done. We just need to, to uh, edit them and produce them. Uh, so then we're going to end up with a total of about uh, 12 of those uh, probably by the end of the year available. What's What we're finding is each of those women, there there's no symptomology. Uh, the, the woman that has lupus, and I didn't know this, Charnel, correct me if I'm wrong, but evidently lupus shows up in blood tests, that, that there's a marker. Yeah. And so she went to her doctor when the results of her symptomology started disappearing and he tested her again and he goes, you still have lupus in your blood, but you don't have any of the symptoms. What are you doing differently? And she goes, well, I don't want to tell you. And he forced, <laughs> he forced her to tell the truth. And he goes, you know what, if I were you, I'd keep doing that. Keep listening to that music. If for no other reason, then it's working. And I don't know why it's working, but I'm also not going to open myself to a lawsuit. So as far as I'm concerned, you still have lupus. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. That's, sorry, go on, No, I'm just, I mean, I'm fascinated by all of this. When I have, um, when I do my remote biofeedback, it actually does a screenshot of the aura, but also takes account for your voice. So. Right. I have someone who will repeat their name and maybe the vowels of their name or whatever specific issue they're dealing with that's recorded. And that's, we pull that into the software and just by detecting your voice, we can that in mixed with um, a screenshot of the biofield, we can actually see what is out of balance. And then what I do is I customize something specific to that person. So let's say we know Royal Rife, had come up with this ease having a certain frequency. Um, so let's say it's a negative 50. I would customize a positive 50 into that frequency. Um, specific, let's say the crown or the liver or a certain hormone or whatever. But we can we can uh, do the opposite to cancel it out. And then I send that back remote. And when it goes back remote, energetically, 
um, there is a sound to that. There's a frequency to that, that can, there's no time or space. It can be done in Australia all the way from here or wherever. And, and it, it does exactly what you're saying, except for in distance. And it, it kind of, when I first got this technology, I was like, someone did it on me and they were two states away. And I literally, it literally made me fall asleep. Like I was sitting up at two o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't know when they were going to zap me, um, but I was just being tested. And I'd given my information three weeks prior. And the guy was a doctor and he's like, you know, I'll send it to you whenever I get a chance. I'm just testing this out. I don't know when it'll be. And one minute I'm sitting there and the next minute I'm telling Brian, gosh, I'm so tired. And it literally, I was sleeping, sitting up. Like I do not take naps. I do not sleep during the day. If there's light out, I'm not going to be sleeping. And, but yeah, I slept until two, I don't know, I think nine o'clock that night. And I, when I woke up, I immediately was like, I know he just had to done something. And I like texted the doctor and I'm like, was about to send, did you do that? Did you go ahead and zap me? And he had previously sent me like two minutes before I went to sleep. I'm about to start. And I was like, dude. And the second time he did it, the same thing, five o'clock in the afternoon. And I slept till nine the next morning, like not even changing my clothes. Like literally it's just like, I'm just going to lay down a second. And then I was like gone. Um, but over time it's changed how I respond because I can, you know, sometimes it'll give me energy. Sometimes it'll, you know, make me want to clean and get ideas or have cool dreams or, you know, different people during different times. But I wondered like, if they can do this in the positive, what are they doing opposite? And we know there's tons of patents where they've done, where they are doing things and have been doing things for a long time, just through frequency and energy, um, which is sound, you know, everything is megahertz, which again, like Steve was saying, just because we can't hear it doesn't mean that it isn't there. But like dogs are picking up on it. Dolphins and horses, they're very aware. They have a different system uh, of being able to um, hear even thought. Like dolphins, they can hear what, on the level of you thinking. So it's quite this. All of this is just fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the in the right hands, in good hands, this can be such a beautiful tool and modality for so many people. You know, and and I'm just really glad that you guys are doing what you're doing with your services and helping so many people. But mm -hmm. any thoughts on any of that? Cecily, I want to encourage you to cut to to continue cultivating your naivete, your your child. Sorry, can you say that one more time? I want to encourage you to continue cultivating naivete, the approach yeah. of this as a child, yeah. rather than trying to get too sophisticated because you yeah. are. In such a gun just a it's the god zone it's like you're you're there mm -hmm. with the creator mm -hmm. creating something new and there will be time for the science there will be time for all that yeah you're adding that in but it's like i just i i want to see you just preserve that and i look forward to collaborating with you on some things i think oh. there's some things that are going on um mm -hmm. and you know i know that the the negative side of sound a lot of it has to do with intention I'm no longer afraid of people coming and putting their hands on me like a an acupuncturist. I, I'm not going to vet them and say, you know, are you a Muslim or are you a whatever? Mm -hmm. I I don't fear that because I, I know what's in me and what I carry. Um, at the same time, I'm not going to like just be stupid. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to invite like a, you know, uh, 
a serial killer into my home and let him do a massage on me. Uh, <laughs> he might introduce me to Jesus during that process. So, <laughs> you know, but um, there are some negative sounds. So uh, the Russians have done lots of sound experiments and they are, uh, it's been known that they've used some bombarding of our own embassy there in Russia uh, with frequencies that have caused nausea and headaches and uh, sleeplessness and so on and so forth. We also know that certain subsonic uh, sounds uh, can produce liquefaction of organs and bones yeah. uh, if the frequency is right. And, and they've discovered most of this by accident. Um, and so uh, we just have to be cautious and, and like, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but let's also not shelve our brains when it comes to these things. If it doesn't feel right to you right away, Check yourself. Is it is it your religious paranoia or is it something physiological that you're actually feeling in there? And so I, that leads me to ask Craig this question, because Brian Welsh is a friend of mine uh, from, uh, you know, the, he's known as Head with the, the band Corn, and they play some pretty dramatic music, obviously. We'll call it dramatic. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, you know, he's told me, man, we, we're having spontaneous healings in the audience. Wow. And we, we've told people, if you get healed, come up to the side of the stage and we're going to have a team there to lay hands on you and continue <laughs> the healing. I think that's awesome. But I wanted to ask if the, the genre that you're in musically, have you been seeing any of that kind of thing happening? Uh, me specifically. I mean, for, for, for us as a band, um, we, we've not played live. We were just about to get started and then, then the past two years hit. Uh, so we did one gig uh, in Sheffield in the UK in, in April. Um, we didn't uh, get any reports of any physical healings. Um, but, I mean, we've played in, in venues before. And, I mean, the people have come up to us afterwards and said, I don't know what it is, but right here in the pit of my stomach, in my gut, when I hear you play, I'm feeling it. And I don't know what it is. Um, we do. You know, we, we kept sort of learn, we're gaining an understanding. But what you're describing is exactly what our vision as a band is to those that don't know, I play drums in a band called Nth Ascension. Um, and the fact really that people cool are already music. doing this, sorry. Really cool music, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and, and we, we've had this vision for, for a long time. And the fact is people are doing it and we want to jump on board with this because it's very, very real. You know, we, we've got this vision that people aren't going to go to the hospitals to get healed. They're going to come to concerts. Um, and and to get people in this, I mean, you know, you know what it's like a, a rock concert, but any concert when you've got that level of frequency and sound blasting at you, it, it your whole body starts to resonate in that room, um, and we we should be utilising that situation. You know, people should be coming to get entertained and then walk out completely healed. I'm right. absolutely a full believer of that. Um, and like you say, I mean, with, with you, Cecily, um, you know, if somebody's got a specific somebody might not want to do that. They can go in a, a, a small therapy room and be sort of sang to and healed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I absolutely love what you said about um, you feel it, you know, you mm -hmm. feel what's right. I, I really relate to that um, mm -hmm. because um, to those, we've not announced this publicly, Sharnel, have we? I don't think but we're, we're, we're working on a project at the moment um, and I'm doing some, some music for Sharnel that she's going to do some spoken word over some, some uh, meditations, mm -hmm. affirmations, so I'm having an absolute whale of a time. I don't have a clue what I'm playing. I just mess around with sounds, frequencies, and I'm like, 
that feels great. <laughs> and, and some amazing stuff's coming out. And I've sent some to Charnel. She's like, she's feeling it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so that's a little thing there. But yeah, um, mm. Steve, thanks for asking that question. And thanks for saying that. I mean, I did not know that about corn. I mean, that's hilarious to me because it might be effing and jeffing in the songs, but who cares? Right. Well, it was great because the first time we met, I was at Seattle Revival Center doing sound. And I think it was like Bobby Connor or somebody like that was the guest speaker. And in the in-between breaks during the day-long seminar, I was putting on music like oh, uh, there's a song that Peter Gabriel uh, did that's an instrumental called um, Ascension, I think. And there, uh, I was putting on uh, Brian Eno's music for airports, Ambient One, and stuff like that. You know, And I had this playlist. And I was keeping it secret because, again, it's a church event, and there were people that were like, "Oh, why are you, why are you doing that?" I'm said, "Play some Hill song." <laughs> yeah. So people would come up and ask me why I was playing the music I was playing, and I was saying, "I, I said, well, some of it's you know secular uh, based, but uh, mm -hmm. until Christians start recording this kind of music, um, you know, I'm going to play what I feel is proper to set the atmosphere." Anyway, uh, Head comes running back there during one of the breaks, and he goes, "Dude." And I said, yes. And he goes, dude, what's your name? So I told him, my name's Steve. And he goes, do you know who I am? I said, yeah. Uh, what, what do you want? And he goes, I need your playlist. Before I leave today, I need that playlist. He goes, I'm sitting there, and the Bobby will end the session. And the next thing I know, I'm just getting whacked in the Holy Ghost. And I just can't even function. I'm like, I'm wanting to get up and go to the bathroom. And I can't, I'm just sitting there going, whoa. <laughs> And so we were creating an ambient atmosphere out of music that I curated. And I've got, a, you know, I've got clients that come in now and that's all they want. They just want me to curate the music for them. But I wanted to mention to Cecily something again, this was grassroots for me. It just came following the lead of spirit. Mm -hmm. So the guidance came to me one time with, with a guy that had a, a heart condition that we needed to uh, play some music over him directed right at his heart. Well, I have a friend named Gordy that plays an amazing didgeridoo. Mm. He's, he's not Aboriginal. He's a, he's a white dude. And, uh, but he's, he's learned circular breathing really, really well. Mm. So I put my hand under his, this man's heart. We'll just call him Bob. So I put my hand and made a cup under his heart. Gordy rested. I'll do it with this. Gordy rested the end of the didgeridoo on that and then was standing off away from the length of the didgeridoo and gordy played circular breathing played a continuous note for 45 minutes over wow. bob's heart wow. bob went to the doctor the next day complete healing had taken place wow. in his life amazing and we went well what are, like what is this you know thing that we've seen now what it, you know, who, who is this that is coming in the clouds to release healing this way, in this fashion? And so, again, like when we when we bring our natural capacity, our natural ability to generate your voice, my bowls, my voice, my percussion, my gongs, my whatever, my guitar, my plant music to sing the plant. Craig is bringing his music you know, bringing those drums, the high sounding cymbals and the deep, deep tom-toms and all of that. And Charnel is releasing sounds through the frequency devices that she has. When we're bringing that natural, God as creator brings the super 
and joins it. And that's where we get supernatural. Mm. God puts the super in our natural. And here's the thing. We're not, we're, we're uh, hopefully I won't get banned from the show. I know Chanel won't do that. Uh, but, but I hope your, your, your listeners will not get upset with me for saying this, but we are made not only in the image of God, but we carry the divine spark within us. We carry that divinity within us. And so we were created to be creators. Mm -hmm. And when we create sounds with our voices and sounds with our hands and sounds with our bodies, we begin to release something in people. And, and, and John Wimber of the Vineyard Movement for Healing used to say, God backs up your act when you bring it. Mm. Yeah, and I think too, like the, not just the intention, but the layering of things too, because with, with biofeedback, um, it does send the energies. But what I like to do is go through each of the reports with people. And if, and if, let's say it's hormones or um, sleep issues or whatever, if I can give them some sort of side homework that will sync up, that they can put into their practice, that will sync up with the energies to anchor them in to the body more physically, whether it's like maybe they need to ground more or maybe they need to add a certain vitamin to their diet or some probiotics or something physical, because all of those have sound as well. And I can find the one that matches the sound that we sent to hold it better. So I'm sending energies, but they're also doing work on their end to add to their practice. And I know I can speak for Steve. Um, one of the things that I was so excited about um, learning from him is he would take his crystal bowls and put them on people. And so there's the crystal part of the frequency, right? And then there's the sound part of the actual sound. But then he even went a step further and when you use essential oil, which has a frequency and put it in, the, in their liner of the crystal bowl. So then you have layers again. So mm -hmm. it's the intention this the actual physical sound that we can hear but then the sounds that we don't hear which are through the crystals and through the essential oils that actually have sound but it's just not within our range and that whole that would hold it more because you know and not that we want to be dependent on any of these things whether it's biofeedback or any of these modalities we're talking about with sound um it's to jumpstart the body, kind of like a tuning fork. You know, if you hit a tuning fork, it'll go for a while, but eventually it gets tired. And it, but if you bring in other things that are that exact tuning fork, you know, let's say B or whatever, then they're going to amplify off of each other and they're going to cause, you know, they're going to hold and go longer. So if with biofeedback or with you having someone on the table, if you have multiple things that are all sending one sound that we become the tuning fork, we're the one vibrating. And I know like with biofeedback, I can zap someone for an hour and they'll stop. But if I'll test them two or three hours later, they're actually still vibrating up to seven, mm -hmm. 14 days because then their cells kick in at that vibration and their cells are what's going through the body with that sound still. And some people will go even, you know, up to, like I said, 14 days, most people, it's like a seven to 10 day we've tested. And then it's like, it kind of tampers off unless they've added some things to their practice, which would keep that bounce and that amplification continuing to go. But modifications in actual real life practice are so more 
are just as important as of, of just like, you know, hitting the tuning fork and going, okay, you know, um, we're done. You know, it's not, it's not always one time and then you're done. Sometimes it's the layering, but do you want to speak into that a little bit? Any of y'all? I just want to, I wanted to say, um, you know, one thing I, I often say to clients is that the, the body knows wellness and knows balance and will move in that direction uh, if given the right ingredients. Um, so I love what you're saying about layering because I, I often tell people like this isn't something you have to reach for or hunt down. Um, you know, it's like our bodies have been deprived for so long now these days of pure tone. Um, you know, obviously we all know all the sound coming through speakers and our phones and everything, um, and all the digital music. And so, you know, I, I love that what you're saying about the layering, because it, it feels like that, like if given the right ingredients, the body is already moving in the direction of harmony and balance and wellness. And so it's like just sort of suffusing the body and the field, um, with these pure tones, with with that intention of love and healing and balance. Um, you know, it's like, it, it makes so much sense when you talk about it like this, you know, like, uh, there's something about it that just, um, yeah, even just hearing you guys and saying it, it's like, yeah, of course, it just feels like, of course. It just fits, it just works, yeah, I know what you mean. You yeah. know, like there's like this simplicity to it um, and yet it's profound, you know, right now, but obviously we're returning, you know, there's like, I haven't done a lot of research on it, but I've I've heard and read about these um, rooms in some of the pyramids. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and the, yeah. the chambers that were built specifically for sound and sound resonance for wow. healing. Um, and so, you know, it's just lovely to be having this conversation because that, that feeling of it makes sense, I think is partly because this is familiar to all of us on a really deep level. And this is a return and this is part of the awakening, you know? Um, so anyway, yeah, it's, it's uh, beautiful. Really, really good point. You just made there, Cecily about, um, you know, this isn't a new thing, you know, yeah. the, the, the ancients had this technology. I mean, we're finding stuff out about the pyramids, about, um, you know, certain chambers that carry resonance in them. I mean, yeah. you know, whether people believe it or not is up to them, but there, there are said to be chambers called resurrection chambers where they can literally bring somebody back from the dead um, in these in these ancient structures. Um, that's a really, really good point that what we're doing is we're not we're, we're, we're remembering we are um, mm -hmm. what the, these what, what the ancients walked in and and. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people, uh, Steve, you know, a lot of people in, in sort of the Christian world talking about, you know, walking the ancient paths and that sort of thing. And I think that's what we're doing. We're going way, way, like way into the ancient paths and we're bringing into the now these these lost technologies, which, like you just said so well, Cecily, it's, it's really not complicated. Mm. You know, we are resonant beings. We are energetic beings, spirit mm. beings. It's the same thing. Um, and, and when we learn the, the power of energy and the power of sound and frequency vibration, we realize we are a vibration. We are a frequency. I mean, that's Chanel. That's what all you talk about is it's the, mm. with the essential oils. It's about your vibration and your consciousness carries a vibration. You can project frequency. We do project frequency um, in our aura, whatever you want to call it, our electromagnetic, uh, what is it, Chanel, electromagnetic field. 
um, if you want to be scientific about it. But no, that's that's really interesting. Uh, it's just triggered something that because you know I'm really interested in sort of. Um, I listen to sort of like Graham Hancock and we've had Paul Wallace on the show, haven't we, Charnel, who really delves into sort of ancient texts and things. And it all ties in with what we're talking about here is that they had a, had a, a, a knowledge of the power of sound. And they, some have said that they, that they built the pyramids using sound that, the, you know, the technology was to sh use vibration to shift these bricks into place. Right. So, you know, there's a lot to be discovered here and, and we can bring healing into our bodies using this and i don't i don't i've heard that the you know i don't know if you know about the med beds that they use this mm -hmm. same technology to basically they, they can regenerate body parts i think things i've heard you know lost body parts the, the, we're, we're so really cool. tapping into something yeah we're tapping into something but i think what the, the, what you said cecily as well is is that we are the technology you know we have the capacity yeah. in us to do this already we have we have a voice we're like the most unique species on the planet because we can formulate words and, and release it and sounds yeah. and vowels um and yeah. and we we can we have the power to to create and that's what we're doing constantly um yeah. so massive topic that i'm really enjoying <laughs> well when when yeah. we think about this it the layering that charnell's talking about when, when you take the human voice and that wide spectrum that we can have even if you're a, a high soprano or a deep bass when, when we take all the layering that goes on in our voices and we layer that with intention yes, and maybe crystals and maybe sound bowls and maybe uh, electromagnetically generated frequencies and tones, all of those layers are going to begin to vibrate everything together and our bodies will be informed. And a lot of the reason that this is so effective right now and why this technology and these modalities are coming forth is we've been so separated from the earth's frequencies. Mm. And, you know, and I, and I hear well-meaning uh, friends, I'm not going to name names, but well-meaning Christian friends, even mystics that will say, Oh, it's, we have to disconnect from the earth and the planets and the stars. And I'm like, where's that in the Bible? I, <laughs> I, I love using that phrase. Cause I get, I get that all the time about some of the other modalities. I use. where's that in the Bible, Steve, where's energy in the Bible? It's like, Oh, sit down and, you know, I'll fix you lunch while we talk for the next five hours about <laughs> energy in the Bible. But we've been separated from the Earth's frequencies. And the thing about it is that when when we can replicate tones and frequencies, whether through an organic means such as a drum kit or a gong or a singing bowl, or whether it's electronically through like a device like Charnel is using or uh, you know, a Healy or whatever the other, you know, some sort of a Rife type technology um, or even a pendant like the one that I wear, which is a quantum pendant. And, and so these things, whether they're organic or synthetic, there's nothing wrong with synthetic frequencies. So I'm thinking in terms of synthesized. Don't think fake when you think synthetic. Yeah. Think something that's created electronically. It's just as valid and it works just as well. When we can replicate those things, we are then putting ourselves back into that Schumann resonance, which is not a single frequency. If you there's a, an app that you can get for free that gives you the the minute by minute Schumann frequency, and it can fluctuate ten different uh, points or hundreds of points within that ten spectrum in terms of the hertz. So don't focus on the numbers as much as you focus on the flow of what's happening. When when 
we are separated by concrete and asphalt and houses with wiring in them and uh, the Faraday cage of our vehicles and our homes, we need music like what Craig's producing because there's deep resonance that can only be produced by either synthesizers or bass uh, drums, um, deep tom-toms, and, and you trigger those sounds because you might hit a low tom, Craig, and it'll go boom. But what you're not hearing and what the audience isn't hearing is they're not hearing the undertones below that that are triggered. Mm-hmm. Do you know those little um, Tibetan chimes? things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Those actually measure out on the speaker, the frequency spectrum as the lowest frequency that can be generated organically. Wow. That, because you hear the high tone, but the, the, the machine will pick up electronically what's happening below that. So coming back to earth tones is important. And then, um, you know, I do virtual sessions now. And I, as a sound engineer, I thought this will never work. And that was actually one of the ones that uh, uh, got me to try this out. She said, just do a, just do a sound bath for me online. I'm going to sit in my chair and, and you play the balls and, and let's see what happens. And, you know, she just went out. <laughs> and afterwards, she's like, what did you just do to me? You know, and so I didn't expect that response from her. Um, I had a massage therapist in Saskatchewan that said, please do a vibrational sound therapy using the bronze bowls on my body as if I was on your table. She laid mm-hmm. on her table. I did that. She's still unpacking that. That was two years ago. She's <laughs> still unpacking all that happened to her during that session. And so I do these vibrational sound therapies now uh, worldwide uh, using a Zoom, for instance, that has the voice filter. You can remove it and go back to the original sounds. And that enables then all of the layering layers of frequencies to go in there. But Charnel, it sounds like, are, are you doing um, remote work uh, for clients too? Can you, can you do sessions with the frequency uh, tones that you are working with? And, and if so, how does somebody sign up for something like that? Yeah, I do um, remote just like you guys do. Um, and it's just on my website is that swiftfire.org. But um, I think, you know, people are looking I like I like doing it remote and I also miss being able to do live sessions too I mean that's one thing I miss with doing conferences with you guys and um, all of that is like the actual seeing people's eyes and hugging people and feeling their field but I'm getting more attuned to working remote just because I've had so much practice over the last three years and probably you guys have too where it's kind of like I use my intuitive, but also the software to do both of like being able to just like remote view a bit um, and then send the frequencies because there's no time and space in all this. You don't even have to be able to hear it if you're in a place of receiving, um, you know, let's say uh, Steve did a sound healing. You could do the sound healing for a person who's at work sitting behind a computer with no access to being able to hear it. And it would still affect them just because Steve's intention and those frequencies find each other. And not to even mention the nature connection here, because there's a whole network of trees and believe me or not, uh, if you study anything with Claude Baxter, like sound travels even through nature and it just passes on. Um, They've done stuff 
you know, 40 miles away, two states away, whatever. And um, where well, um, Clive would say, hey, I'm just yelling out in the car. I'm, I'm on my way home. And he would have his plants, you know, however many miles away, hooked up to detectors. And they would, at the exact instant, he would say those words, he would write down and record and he would get there. And there had been a response to his plants at home. Um, and there's tons of information on this. I know we talked about this uh, on one of our last lives, Steve, but it's just so powerful how we can use this, um, all these techniques to, to really help the world and even putting it out, you know, driving your car and doing drive-bys, you know, to roll down the windows and be like, you know what, I'm screwing the neighborhood or, you know, whatever, you know, I just think it's so fun to even like do drive-bys with, with my intention of sending out good, you know, but anyway. Well, I think, I, think, I think all of us prefer the green room to the green screen. <laughs> and, and so I want to know, Cecily, do you do remote sessions for your clients as well? I do. Yep. I do remote sessions, um, sound healings, like you said, when people are present or not. And then, uh, I do this voice healing and voice therapy work uh, online as well. Um, and that's just, you know, that's been incredible because it's really empowering people to become their own sound healers, um, you know, ultimately. And uh, it's amazing how much we hold in our voices um, and in our breath patterns and then in the ways that those intersect. And I'm, I'm finding that so many people, you know, in our culture, we're very performative. Uh, and so a lot of people in meditation alone, they are able to drop in center and really, you know, find that stillness that's so uh, restorative, necessary. Um, but then if you take that same person and you put them in a group of people or in, a, in with one person in, in relationship, and you ask them to hold that, that deeper place, that centered place that dropped in. Uh, it, it's really hard for most people to stay dropped in and to be in relationship of any kind um, in terms of dialogue and exchange. You know, people were so likely to come all the way, come up and get up here and kind of, you know, and there's a way that that's kind of a nervous system response. Mm -hmm. um, there's adrenaline you know, how we get into our ego, how are we being seen? How are we being perceived? How is someone receiving us? Um, and we kind of come out of our body in a way. We kind of come out of our, our heart, our gut, our support, our center. And so I'm just so excited about this voice work that, I've, that I'm doing right now, which is really, and I'm doing group work, which is really about helping people, you know, first to come back in and come out of that nervous system adrenaline response and then to be in dialogue with each other and to be sharing and to be vulnerable but really challenging people to slow down their rate of speech to use their breath to stay in their body and to be seen and to communicate with others in that way and like right now i'm doing it with the women's group and it's I mean, it's off the charts because these women have never felt permission to slow down and speak and share 
and like this this greater being in them I'm watching emerge when they are able to when they feel the permission to slow down and take their time and not rush to be heard because someone asks them how they're doing but they really only have 20 seconds to you know uh and so it's just it's like really empowering people in their capacity to listen and witness and give permission to others to slow down and and use their voice in a new way you know and not rush and not be all up here it's anyway yes so that was a long answer but yes i would love to maybe barter with you offline and trade you a pencil vst for one of your sessions i would benefit from that tremendous of course and I think that would be awesome. I also want to share with all of you uh, something that I can't talk too much about because I've got like a stack of non-disclosures, but it ties back to what you were saying, Cecily, about these chambers. And uh, Greg, as you commented about that and Charnel as well. Um, so there's a gentleman that I'm working with. Actually, it's a couple of guys that are inventors. Um, and they have created um, rooms <laughs> I'm reviewing my NDA <laughs> and, my, and, my, and my heart is moving. Um, mm. I've been in several of these rooms <gasps> and um, they actually exist. That's awesome. The, the large vision is, uh, and I can't talk about the construction, but I can simply say it's an organic construction that can't be copied or duplicated. It can't be reverse engineered. It was a divine download uh, 20 years ago that has been developed into actual spaces uh, to do recording, but also to do therapy. And I've been their test test subject on doing therapy. And I'll simply say that the first time I went into one of these spaces, I thought there were multiple um, speakers. Mm -hmm. And it turned out there were two little tiny reference monitors. Mm -hmm the layering of the sounds was so lush and rich and i've been in recording studios since i was a kid i've never heard anything like this my next experience was actually getting to take that mobile studio with me on tour around around the country and um it um uh, the first time i tried using it for therapy i thought well i'm going to try it by myself and i took one of my singing bowls and I struck it. Ten minutes later, when I came to, <laughs> I kid you not, I just laid there shaking because I couldn't figure out what had just happened to me. Wow. And so I called him and I said, I don't know what you're doing to me, but I, I won't be able to treat people and, and do sessions in here. And I mean, I, like, I don't want to kill my clients or myself. Uh, and he said, we can, we can tune that. So we, we are currently working on those projects, but the, the larger vision that they've appealed to me for is to help them conceive of how we can take this and create room therapy rooms where any kind of modality can be used, any kind of recorded music or live music, any kind of voice work. Uh, and we've done some tests with that too any kind of singing bowls or uh, gongs or anything can be then amplified and brought into the level of cellular resonance 
which is what these rooms are designed to do, and then how we can take that, and I, I don't want to use this except for sake of the discussion, we'll turn it into a handmade cookie cutter concept that could be sold to any wellness center or any individual that wanted a room like this in their home or a medical group or a group of naturopaths, they could literally create a room that we would then come in and individually build this room out for them according to their specifications. And then they could do their modalities in there, even if they just took my recorded music or took uh, the music that Craig and Charnell are working on or took your music, Cecily, even just with a recording. And imagine you extending yourself by being able to then provide the soundtrack for that room, which is a healing modality in and of itself, just like these chambers. And then to be able to take that, and if there were 50 rooms around the country or a hundred rooms around the world somewhere where all they needed was your recording uh, dropped into that room, mm -hmm. and then it would just be a case of having a therapist there to help monitor. You know, there's so many ways to layer this thing but we're now talking about a space as a frequency device rather than just individual frequency devices. And it's, it's, it is already happening. I have already been there. I've recorded music in it. I have played live uh, to an audience in a stage that was built with this same technology. Wow. So we are there. It is, it is happening. And, you know, anybody that has questions about that, if you want to reach out to Charnel or reach out to to me on, uh, on go to my Facebook page, and, you know, it's just Steve Hampton right now. Um, and uh, you can messenger me and if you've got questions. I can't tell you a whole lot the more what I've just told you, uh, but I can tell you that this is coming and we're we're in the developmental stage right now. It costs probably initially about fifty to sixty thousand dollars to build a room like this. Mm -hmm. Um, because of what has to happen to the room itself. But once it's built, the sky's the limit. I, I took... <laughs> I took pieces of one of these rooms, so I'll just say it that way. And I played my singing bowls on top of them with two women... Uh, who were wellness center uh, workers that owned a wellness center, and they laid underneath the the temporary structure that we built on some scaffolding, and I just played the, the way I normally play my sound baths, and um, we looked under the table afterwards, and they, they were out cold, and then came up and had both experienced physical healing, emotional healing, have felt more connected in their spirit and integrated than anything that they had had for a long time. So this is coming and it doesn't matter. Like there's, there's no style that's, uh, you know, I know there's religious people that say rock and rolls of the devil and whatever, you know, number one, define the devil for me. Number two, define rock and roll. And number, number three, you know, good luck with trying to define new age for me. Cause that's, I have yet to have a preacher do that. And I'm an ordained minister. So I, you know, well, I have a pretty good uh, uh, definition, but I won't usually give it to people because I don't want them coming back and parroting it to me. So. Well, I'll, we're about to have to close here, but I want to just add a couple things. Uh, what, with what you said, 
two things come to mind. Um, Napoleon Hill actually has a book called Outwitting the Devil. And he goes, and this was a big wake up book for me um, because of my Christian background and uh, me in ministry forever. Um, he says that frequency, that the devil is a frequency that they're, you know, the devil, but uh, everything is frequency, including God, including the negative, whatever energies. And so, and I can pick that up on my scan. Like uh, if there's an ent entity attachments, it'll be in the field. You could tell it because it does mess with your voice and with your field and it can attach an anchor into the field when you're at a lower frequency that gives opening and or permission um, for them to attach because we, if we get too low, which different things can do that substance and abuse, um, you know, alcohol, chemicals, pharmaceuticals, which is pharma is witchcraft. Those also, they, they bring frequency low, which entities are low. So if we're low, they can connect with that automatically. But, um, and the other thing I was going to say, so Outwitting the Devil, amazing book for anyone who wants to really have their mind. But uh, the other thing I was going to say is it sounds like from everybody, the, not just the key of hearing something, pardon the pun key, but not just the idea of hearing something, but becoming the sound because yes. we are a sound already, but with the upgrades of these modalities, we become a sound. And what, what scripture comes to me is where John was with Jesus and all the other disciples were doing whatever, but Jesus went and put his, his, uh, but John went to the breast of, of Jesus head and literally put his hand, his ear up to his heartbeat which is a sound love. Jesus is love, in my opinion. And also on scalar waves, he's a thousand, which is the highest you could be on the planet. And so John was interested. And, in, you know, if you have a speaker, you could listen. But when you put your hand on that speaker, you feel the vibration in your body and it become you become that sound. And with all of these techniques, whether it's biofeedback or just playing in a room like um I don't say just playing in a room. That's powerful. Um, you know, what Steve is doing with groups and or individuals and or online, same thing with Cecily, groups of women, group or individuals, whatever it is, sound is sound, whether anyone's listening or not, you are changing the atmosphere with who you are as a being, just by being, just not, not even singing or anything. You are already a sound. And when we create an atmosphere of high frequency, then we can actually um, reverberate and and shift tangibly anything that's around us. Just like animals can purr, this cat can purr 157 megahertz. If I'm having a low day, he'll come over, sit on me and bring me up by bringing his tune into my tune and causing me to bump up a bit. And then I become that sound. So any final words, just really quickly, um, and where can people find you for services or what have you? Because I know we're going over a little bit, but just real quickly, hmm. final words and where people can find you. Uh, people can find me at um, just my name, Cecily McCrory at gmail.com for now. Um, and I just want to say such a huge thank you 
you've all been so supportive and warm and welcoming. And I really appreciate uh, using my voice to share the blessings I've been given to participate in. And um, Craig, I love your idea, by the way, uh, about concerts for healing, you know, um, and I just, yeah, I just fully support you in that. Um, I do feel like that's going to be a wave uh, for a lot of people to receive something that they, you know, desperately need. And um, it might need to be in that kind of a form. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I love that. And I think you're right on with that. And, um, and Steve, I really look forward to um, talking to you after this and um, figuring out some collaboration and thank you all so much. Thank you. Love you. I'm, uh, I'm going to be down in, uh, I'm not sure what city you're in, but I'm going to be down in the Vancouver, Washington area uh, the last week of June and the first week of uh, July, uh, helping to open a new wellness center there. And I'll, cool. be, I'll be the guest artist and I'll be doing seminars and uh, vibrational sound therapy. Nice. So maybe we can connect up at that point, but I'd, I'd like to talk to you before then anyway. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I can be reached through uh, my Facebook page, um, which is just Steve Hampton, S-T-E-V-E-H-A-M-P-T-O-N. And then my website um, uh, is going to be rebranded eventually, but right now it's uh, www.iamstevehampton.com. So I-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-H-A-M-P-T-O-N.com. You can get my downloads there. Um, we are eventually going to have a lot more going on with that, but I'm in the process of rebranding my my business. Um, and uh, so looking forward to um, continuing to collaborate with you guys. Craig, I'm, I'm so encouraged by uh, getting to know you even more this time around. <laughs> so appreciate you, your heart. Um, you're a wild man, I love that. Um, you get me into trouble uh, and I hope I can return the favor on a regular basis. <laughs> and, uh, We'll we'll uh, we'll take this little opera singer sitting next to us uh, down <laughs> down some awesome pathways and get her out there uh, doing some cries <laughs> and some yells and some some cheers and, and all yeah. that. Yeah. I, I just love you so much. I just you are one of my favorite human beings, and I just want to say that um, we haven't talked a lot. Of, Craig referred to it a little bit, but we haven't talked a lot about UFOs. <laughs> um, I will say that you are one of my favorite IFOs. You are an identified flying object. Oh. You really are. <laughs> and, and I love that I can identify with you and identify uh, alongside of you. I love that we have this identity thing together where we just we just love what we're we get to do. Like we never have to go to work a day in our lives. We get to get up and do stuff. It's just so cool. I just love it. And and I love doing it with you. I want to collaborate more. Um so yeah, I'm 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 very blessed to be here today. Awesome. Cool, Craig. Any final words? Uh absolutely love this conversation. Like I say, it's right up my street. I've learned so much from you from you all. Uh, Cecily, Steve, thank you for joining us. It's an absolute honor and pleasure to, to meet you and get to know you. And mm -hmm. like I say, we'll be great to collaborate in the future. Um, people can find me. Uh, like I said, the band is Nth Ascension. We're at nthascension.com. We have a Facebook page. And just a side note, my wife and I run a crystal shop, UK-based. 
uh, crystalfalls.co.uk. Um, and yeah, that, that's me. And thank you very much, Chanel, for having us again. Yes. Thank you for co-hosting. I love doing shows with you. I love all you guys so much, and I appreciate your time today. Um, I appreciate everybody who's watching. Love you guys so much. And you can go to swiftfire.org. Um, definitely go there, and you can get on the newsletter so you know all the upcoming things coming up. I'm going to supply um, links for all of these guys. Um, and I would love if you guys can share and like and subscribe. And uh, I have emails for Steve to contact him. I'm sure I'll get some stuff from Cecily, but I'll provide all of that. So this is a very easy thing. If you guys feel a connection or resonate with any of these services, um, that's I, I like being a bridge and introducing people to others because we all have these little pieces. We're all cells of God and we all have different things. And sometimes it takes multiple things to get to get the results that we need. And so hopefully you guys will reach out and find these guys and get more involved in what they're saying, what they're doing. And um, yeah, go to swiftfire.org, get on the newsletter. You can also get remote scans. The crystal cards are there. Um, I do soul heating, um, soul audits too, where I can measure your biofield and kind of see where you're at on the map of ascension. But uh, yeah, love you guys. And we will all talk soon. We'll have to get together again. I have a couple others that I would wanted to join um, with us, but let's do it. Uh, yeah, let's maybe do it. next time. So. Yep. Y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.